All right. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, guys. Welcome to the podcast, and welcome to the channel. Today, I have Ted Speaker, and humanitarian who was on TED Talk about how social media affects your mental health. She is also the CEO and founder of Skills Camp, and she is rated as one of top 100's most powerful women in Canada. So I introduce to you Miss Bailey Purnell. Miss Purnell, how are you doing this afternoon? Well, thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. I've got a nice sunny day here in New York, though I'm from Toronto, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so getting right in, getting right into it. Um, social media, and let's connect social media with monkey branching. Now, I know you know you know what monkey branching is. Um, monkey branching is a form Tell of preparing. Monkey branching is a form of preparing for a new relationship, even though you're inside of a new relationship. So okay. when we look at monkey branching, when we look at monkey branching connected to social media, you can look at it in the case of, let's say you have 200,000 followers. The 200,000 followers become like your sequoia tree. As each branch grows, each branch becomes more beautiful the beautification of these branches become more attractive to you. So as you climb higher and higher or to someone that you per se, as you climb higher and higher on this sequoia tree, the person you're in a relationship is left at the bottom staring at the 25-foot bark. Also mesmerized by the sight of the bark, they don't even realize that you're climbing higher and higher and monkey branching onto more people. As this monkey branching continues, as the person climbs higher and higher up the tree, they forget about the person that they're actually in a relationship with, and they become more addicted to the climb than the decline. What do you think about that? um, That's very interesting. I'm here talking about social media, so I assume you're asking how does monkey branching happen on social media? Right. How how would you, what I just just, uh, basically drew up, how do you think that's affecting the people on social media? Like the person who's climbing, the, the who's doing the branch and connecting to many different people, but as they connect to many different people, they're leaving the person behind that they're actually in a relationship with. So they become more interested in the incline instead of looking back down at the person they're actually in a relationship with. Yeah, well, I think my initial thoughts are that if, if they are describing it as looking down on the person that they're in a relationship with, you already have your answer because there are also a number of people who are growing their following and they still look across quite equally at their partner and still love them for it. So I wouldn't say that that was an overwhelming trend that as people grow social media following, it tears apart their relationships or family, though it can. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and now, can you let me know a little bit more about the highlight reel that you mentioned sure, in the yeah. TED Talk? So, mm-hmm. The highlight reel is a collection of our best and brightest moments on social media, sort of mm-hmm. like a highlight reel in sports. You're not going to put up 
um, all of the day-to-day, 24 hours a day, what you're doing, but really just the best parts of your life, kind of like a photo album when we were younger. Except the difference now, of course, is that everyone can see your photo album. And the highlight reel is, of course, also correlated with social comparison. And so when you're scrolling and you're in your other 24 hours a day, you're watching people's highlight reels, and it's a very natural thing to see the best parts of people's lives and compare it to every part of your life or the behind the scenes. And now the way that this can affect relationships is by just by comparing just that. Maybe you're in a relationship and all relationships have ups and downs. Uh, perhaps you're missing a piece that you have, you've actually been secretly truly feeling that you would like uh, before you get married and then you see it online and that confirms what you were thinking. On the down, that would be a good instance in my case. If, if, you know, like there are some people who are definitely missing important important pieces of in their partner, and they see it online, and it helps them know that it's possible. And so they choose to get out of a relationship that's not working. However, of course, we can all imagine the downside to this too, which is people comparing their everyday behind the scenes relationships are tough, arguments here or there, with the mm-hmm. best parts of other people's relationships. And that's where it can be a, just a f- totally faulty comparison because you think their life is perfect and your relationship sucks when, in fact, they're just never going to post that part. Exactly, right, right, exactly. Because when, when you mentioned that in the TED Talks, so the um, automatic thing that came to me was imagining someone at a basketball game and only looking at the basketball game to see the great parts of the basketball game and taking those parts out to say, this game was an amazing game tonight, but they're only showing the best parts, as you just mentioned. And as they go home, their their home is actually the bad part of the game, but they're only showing us the great parts of the game. We now take away the, the basketball game and become someone's relationship, as you as we mentioned. And they're only going to show you the smiles. They'll, they'll, there'll be a kiss, but still a look at the camera. So here's the highlights, and the highlights of my relationship. Yeah. And, and in all actuality, there's dullness. So there's almost like a, there's almost like a, a feeling of gratification and a feeling of loneliness and depression all in one setting. And as, as we both know, that can be really damaging to the mental health. Yeah, it can be if you're prone to comparison. There's different right. types of social comparison. So in this theory, and as we will all feel ourselves, is – You can have upward comparison. That's kind of where you see someone and you view them as above you or better than you in some way. Neutral comparison, you make the same judgment, but you view them kind of on the same ground as you. And a downward comparison, imagine, you know, you make the judgment and you view them as less than or not as good as you for whatever reason. This doesn't have to be very serious. It can also be like, I know that I'm a tall person because when I look around since I was younger, most other people are shorter. Therefore, through the comparison, I know that I'm a tall person. But then we start getting into social media. Now, if people are making very frequent upward comparisons, that does tend to correlate with a decline in mental health because they are seeing everybody else as better than them. However, there is a small group of people who actually make upward comparisons and it that is their mental health. And the reason why is because hmm. let's say they are looking at, they're comparing about fashion and they see a superstar fashion influencer or they're comparing about homes and they see this beautiful home online. 
there's a version of a person who makes the upward comparison, but then says, oh, that's motivating. Oh, that's what I want. Okay, that's what I have to go for. I'm going to add that to my goals. Well, I'm going to add that to my vision board. And in their case, the upward comparison actually betters their mental health and shows them kind of what could be. And maybe, maybe what would that look like if we were talking about relationships? You know, if there's something that you see online that you would like to be a part of your future and your relationship, is there a way to say, you know what, I just got to talk to my partner about that because this is something that I'm clearly drawn to and maybe we can explore why together. Right, so the highlight reel can actually be, the highlight reel can actually be inspirational motive and motivational as well as it could be, it could have its uh, cons as well. Yeah, it certainly can be. And there's a, I have a whole group in my thesis and I would consider myself part of this group on the whole as well, but only if you feel empowered in your own life. That's the trick of it. Okay, I see what you're saying. So with with that the monkey branch and the highlight reel, I believe the most thing that people run into is the validation. Um, quick analogy yeah. used in the high school graduation, the valedictorian. We, we both know the valedictorian is the person that's at the top of the class. Um, but as I do some studying, um, you find that the salutatorian, in most cases, can actually dislike the valedictorian because they wanted the top spot. When we look at using the valedictorian, we'll use validation on social media for the salutatorian who just salutes the people they see on uh, social media. These people start to envy the validators, the people that they get the validation from, and they start to, in terms de-salute, if you want to call it that, I don't think that's a word, but take away from the people that they're actually in a relationship with, and then that person becomes more important than the person that they're with. Now, in terms, the person that they're with becomes the salutatory, and then their followers, social media becomes the valedictorian. What, what do you think about that? So are you saying that they get validation? I'm, I'm a little right. bit confused, to be honest. So okay. They get the, validation from social the, media, the, and what's the right. salutatorian? The, the salutatorian is their partner. So the salutatorian is second. So let's say when you first go to talk with someone, you go to social media first. You have a problem in your relationship. There was a fallout at a restaurant. So you run to social media to talk about the fallout you had with your partner. The whole conversation is brought to your followers, is brought to social media. If you monkey branched and created a lot of different relationships with different people on social media, you feel more comfortable talking to them people because, see, the destruction of the relationship is no longer important to this person because they've monkey branched, they've, you know, they've created a highlight reel in these people, and they validated with these people, so they feel better, and as they... They move further and further away again from this salutatorian, putting that person second, their validation becomes stronger in the, the social media platform. Hmm. Well, I can definitely see how people end up turning to their followers as a means of kind of, I suppose, soothing, self-soothing or emotional yeah. coping. If they're, if they're not finding that they're getting the same sort of coping strategy or empathy or whatever it is they're looking for, sympathy in their in their offline life, I can see why they would easily turn to their followers. And honestly, I can also think of very good 
positive effects of that too, right? Because it mm-hmm. sounds like you're presenting it with a negative connotation, but actually it just okay. makes me think about the people who don't have others in their life who hear them right. or understand them. And right. that, that again, that can be for good or bad, right? So if they go online right. and maybe it's only in their online community that they've actually found people who relate to their experience at all. Maybe that's not around them in their small town or something like that. So that exactly. can be a good thing or a bad thing. Right. And more likely, the, you know, the conversation of, um, it, it seemed like, you know, a negative indentation, but more of the question, because trying, they're trying to find and discover if social media is the cause of the disconnections. Because when you look at a lot of statistics, you know, they say mm-hmm. more people, there are more people are worried about whether or not their partners are cheating when they're on their phones more often than they should be throughout the day. Um, you know, you had dinner with you had dinner with your spouse or dinner whether it's your date and they're more on their phones and the worry and the concern is who they're talking to. Yeah. You guys get home and then you're snooping in their phone. Now the trust is gone. Um quick thing about quick thing about the Trinity. The Trinity of relationships I believe is trust communication and spending time together. Uh social media would interrupt that Trinity because the spending time together would be you on social media. That would, in terms, break the trust, would, in terms, break the time you spend together, which then kills the trinity, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would say if you, if your partner is on their phone and mm-hmm. you are feeling jealous or you're feeling like, what are they doing, then that would mm-hmm. definitely be more of a sign to me that you have offline trust issues, 100%. Right. Because right. Typically, everything that happens on social media is a reflection of the offline life, whether it's comparison, mental health, relationships. I can say, you know, with personal certainty that whenever my partner is on his phone, I never think my husband's cheating on me. It's never, it would never even, instead, it would be like, get off your, get off your phone because I want to (laughs) hang. So I would say it would be an indication of offline trust issues. And if you were really strong offline, you would be strong online. That's the case for everything. Exactly. So coming to a close, can we agree that it's not social media that actually destroys the relationships, but it would also, it would be a lack of trust and a a high case of insecurity? You know, it's a good question. I think that social media, we should probably start including in other conversations. Like in my work, I think of safe, in my work, I think of social media like sex or drugs or alcohol, actually. Because in psychology, as you'll know, we judge, we judge a risky behavior as someone, as something where when you participate, you expose yourself to potential harm. So almost strangely, we know for sure you put, you, expose yourself to potential harm on social media as well now. And I think one of those risks is that it is going to affect your offline relationships. However, you know, if someone was struggling with alcoholism, you wouldn't say, like, the alcohol killed the relationship. You're exactly right there. You wouldn't say social media killed the relationship, but if it's going downhill – it could make it a lot worse. Like it could be something that enters the relationship and adds on to it. If it's going positive, it could be something that enters the relationship still and makes it go negative. 
because maybe one person uh, doesn't want to be in online and has really serious issues with privacy, but the other person wants to document everything. Maybe new parents are trying to figure out, do I want my kid online? And the other person doesn't want their kid online. And suddenly you're dealing with new issues you didn't have to deal with. And then we have the third option, of course, which is that maybe social media actually improves the relationship because there's a whole heck ton of couples where they do it together. So you know what? Who knows? It's really a personal thing, but as you suggested, it is typically a reflection of what's happening offline. Exactly. Okay. With that, with that, with that, or with us agreeing on that, I believe I'll agree with everything you said. Definitely. And, and with both people doing it together, that may be, and also a piece of advice for people listening that if you believe your partner is doing something outside of the comfort of the relationship, maybe you know, ask, can you join in? Ask, can you be a part of something? Ask, can you, you know, be a part of the conversations that they have from time to time? So I, I really, I really appreciate your outlook on it. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this podcast with me today. Um, guys, um, if, if you want to hear more from Bailey, you can find her on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit her website at baileypernell.com. Is there anything else that you would like to say before we end our phone call? Well, if anyone listening is really into the subject of how social media affects our mental health, I do have a nonprofit called Hashtag Safe Social or safesocialmedia.co, and you're more than welcome to join us as an ambassador. All right. Thanks a lot, and thank you for your time. Thank you very much. You have a good rest of the week. You as well. Bye.